Welcome to It's All About Connection, NVC with Dr. B. Today we're talking about common pain points in NVC, and they are, I don't even really know much about them. What do you mean by common pain points? I have absolutely no idea because I don't know much about them. What would we mean when we're saying just pain points? The hard parts of NVC? Yeah, the things that are painful about NVC. I think there are a lot of things that are really hard about NVC. But there are a few that when I'm teaching NVC, people ask me these questions about these particular points. It seems like many times in one intro training, I hear questions about this. And it doesn't seem to matter how many times I give an answer around it. It almost is like it doesn't sink in or something like that what do you mean it doesn't sink in well I think let's go through some of these and then maybe that will come back to that question is that okay yeah okay so the first one is how about you read it and then I'll the first one is feeling resistant to the process yes so do you know what I mean by that oh yes (laughs) you're smiling why because it's easy to be resistant to the process especially at first because it doesn't come naturally Mm -hmm. it can seem much easier to just react oh yes do you ever have a moment where you're like just f nvc Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah can you think of any can you share of any i can't think of any off the top of my head i mean i definitely am familiar with the moments in which i'm like okay i have two choices nvc or other conversational responses. And then when I go into OCR, it's like there's no way to win because sometimes going into NVC and going into empathy, it's difficult when you don't want to because there's that resistance. And I guess that's when you would go into wait, which I don't go into working on it. Or the other path is, again, other conversational responses. And then when you are doing that, you know you're not in alignment with empathy. Right. And I think when you decide to do the NVC, even if you don't want to do the NVC, it could be so painful. Talk about pain. You just go into it with like, I hate this. It's so hard. It takes so much time and energy and emotional stuff sometimes when you're in the heat of a moment, in the grip of a conflict. It just seems so much easier to go back to the old ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. So if you're experiencing that out there in the world, just know you're in good company. <laughs> I have yet to meet anybody that's like, oh, yeah, I got this down. It's smooth. No problem with my NVC. I haven't met anybody. I mean, I never met Jesus Christ. Maybe he had it down like that. And you're still sometimes resistant to the process. Oh, yeah. But you know what's really great? It's great that I teach it. Why? Because when you teach it, I have a built-in incentive to work the process because it really feels very uncomfortable to be teaching it and then I get into a conflict and if I'm like F this I'm not using this I'd rather just go unload a bunch of whoop ass on you and then I have to go and teach it you could see how that would be a little bit weird right yeah yeah so when you teach it it's just in my face kind of constantly of all right You better do your work here because if you don't do your work on Monday, you're going to have to go talk to those folks. And then, hmm, how's that going to feel talking to those folks while 
you're completely out of integrity with the thing that you're trying to push forward in the world. So it's a perfect setup for me to really work the process. In fact, I believe that a big reason why I teach it is because I want to live it and it forces me to live it. So just know, folks, if you're having that happen, you're right where you're supposed to be. And another common pain point is thinking that it's the only way to communicate. What I mean by that is when you're in an MVC class, at least folks that take my intro class and do practice sessions, I think that they get this misperception that this is the only way forever and ever, all you'll ever get to do is empathy for the rest of your life. You will (laughs) never get to respond in any other way forever. I really believe as people are starting to learn this process, they're wondering, is this it? Is this how all I'm ever going to get to respond? And my answer to that is, of course not. But the thing is, that empathy response of being really present with someone and leaning in to hear what they're saying, reflecting, listening for needs. I don't know about you, but nobody ever taught me how to do that growing up. It is not my go-to thing at all. Had I not come across NVC process, I would not be doing that probably ever in my communication. I would be doing all the other things that we typically do. So it's the tool in our toolbox that is completely underused or not used at all. And we don't know how to do it. So we have to practice it. If you are in the process of sharpening that tool, that doesn't mean you always have to pick it up. No, you're going to make choice. Moment by moment, you make choice. What is going to be most connecting in this moment? Sometimes empathy is not going to be the thing that's going to be connecting in a moment. I've had some situations. I remember this one kid that I worked with a long time back. For those of you that haven't been following me all the way through these podcasts, I ran a restorative justice program for eight years with kids in the juvenile justice system here. And I remember this one girl, she really did not like empathy. She did not like it when we listened to her. She'd rather just be straight up and use our judgment. Like that's what was more comfortable for her. She basically asked us, me and my colleague, in in a conversation where she was sharing with us. And it was weird. Like she was sharing with us and then really what I was doing was silent empathy. Like, oh, this is not connecting. She really wants connection. What's another strategy for connecting. Well, my strategy right now in out loud empathy is not cutting it with this kid. So she would rather me just talk in my usual street New York type talk. That's going to be a lot more comfortable for her. So we did. And she really appreciated it. That actually created more of a connection in that moment. Sounds like it also met a need for authenticity. Correct. And comfort, what she was used to. And then, you know, I don't want it to be lost on the folks that are listening. Of course, there was empathy that was happening there because what I was doing was I was looking past all her words and looking past my own strategies and just leaning into what did she really want? And it was connection, but it was a different strategy towards connection than what I was picking up on. So it kind of works that way too. So we practice empathy a lot. And then I think people might have the misperception that this is all we're ever going to do. No, that's not the case. You have to practice it because probably not going to use it if you don't practice it. Yeah, I can see where you might have thoughts of being trapped by NVC, like you're in an NVC cage. But yeah, if your friend is celebrating something, you can agree. You don't immediately have to go, so yeah, it seems like you're really excited and (laughs) happy about this because it meets your needs for whatever. Of course, that's very true. We would lose, I think, a lot of friends if we only stuck to the OFNR process 
template. It would be a nightmare. It would be a nightmare. I mean, we don't do it here on the podcast either. We do sometimes. I mean, you definitely model reflecting quite a bit. But sometimes we're just kind of doing our regular back and forth, joking. We throw in other conversation responses quite a bit. Definitely we do questioning. Yeah. Another common pain point is thinking this process is too mechanical. Oh, yes. Let's talk about that. People really don't like it when they're first learning it. And like you just said, using only observation, feeling, needs, request, using that template. I call it the training wheels sentence. And the truth of the matter is it's very helpful to have it when you're first learning. It really is. And one way you can get around folks being very turned off when you're using it is just to be straight up about it. If someone's upset with you, like, why are you talking like that? Talk normal, especially if you're in the midst of a conflict. One way around it is I just notice sometimes when we're in a conversation or especially a heated conversation, it doesn't go well. And I'm learning this thing and I know it sounds clunky, but it really is in service to trying to get to more connection. And I know what you're needing right now is authenticity. I think that's what comes up a lot when people hear the OFN or they're not quite sure, is this person real or what? Like, who are you? So if you just name it, that's the need for the person is authenticity and that you really are trying to be real and you're just kind of maybe having some clunkiness with it right now because it's new. I think that that can pave the way for letting you to continue to practice with that template. And then the beautiful thing is, I can't say that I'm completely natural with this right now. I mean, I think I'm probably more so than others because I've been doing it a long time. But as you deepen in your skill and you learn your skill and you're practicing your skill, I do think after a while, you can let go of your training wheels. You can fly on your own a little bit more. The training wheels to me are really just more of a reminder to state things observationally as opposed to evaluatively. To state when you're saying your feelings, making sure that you're stating your feelings and not your thoughts, like not getting them confused. It's just a really good way of helping you remember those distinctions when you go to have your conversation. Can we maybe quickly model a non-mechanical sounding way? Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing you're wanting there to be like a little bit more practice for folks and a little bit more clarity for everybody out there. Yeah. Was that good enough? Yeah, that was perfect. I mean, that was just... Otherwise, the kind of prescriptive version is like, so I'm hearing this and it sounds like you might be feeling this way and maybe you've got needs for... Well, you you could do it right there. Fill in the blanks. So yeah, so I'm hearing that you want me to give an example for folks because you're feeling maybe a little anxious or nervous and it's about wanting there to be clarity and understanding for everybody. Did I get you right? Am I right about your feelings and your needs there? Sure, I guess. The tone sounds a little (laughs) condescending. That's not a feeling. (laughs) But I think that the latter one sounded more prescriptive. It sounded like what you do in the beginning as opposed to what you gave me before, which was just like very casual, it was very fluid. Right. But yeah, sometimes people think you can have thoughts of, you're doing NVC on me, like Mm -hmm. your Jedi mind trick Mm -hmm. when you sound scripted. Right. And it's, in my opinion, that's kind of sad because really people are so trying to learn this 
truly in service for greater connection. And it is hard. It's a very steep learning curve with us. So I would just love for there to be a lot more patience from everybody and kindness. And I do think one way, like I said, of getting around it is just being straight up honest. Like if someone's, if someone is having a problem with the way that you're sounding, just address it and thinking about what is their need. It always comes back to empathy. What is their need? So that's the third common pain point that I have here. And then the last one is feeling too overwhelmed or unsure to practice. Yes. So this stuff does take practice. And I think once you know it, it's almost like, sorry, you've gone through the door now. You can't Mm -hmm. fully go back now. Even if you want to, you know it's there, right? Mm -hmm. That's how it was for me initially. When I first learned of NBC, I knew that there was something about this. Like I remember the place. I was somewhere in Gainesville in a workshop, and it really hit me hard. And then I think I dabbled in it a little bit with reading and maybe doing some stuff like through the internet. And then I took my first workshop, which I initially hated. I think I talked about that on a previous episode. Talk about having resistance. My first time in a workshop, I dropped the F-bomb all over the place. I hated it so much. And then I didn't really practice too much after that. But what I noticed is I had a few moments in life where all heck was breaking loose. And then I was like, okay, where's that darn sheet again? Like, let me try this because what I'm doing right now is not cutting it, right? So in a moment of desperation, I returned to it and then had a little bit of success, just a little bit of success. And that was enough to kind of be like, hmm, maybe there's something to it. So at least that's been my journey. So to really expedite my learning after that, once I really started paying attention to it and taking workshops and practice group sessions and being surrounded by NVC community. It was like, mm, you'd really just kind of level up quite a bit by immersing yourself in it. And that's truly how you get to have it come to life for you, which is another place for me to give a shameless plug, <laughs> which this was not planned, but me and my team, my talented team of folks are offering the empathy gym to people that have gone through my intro training. And that's an online community to be continuing and practicing. It's like a gym that you have a membership into. So anybody interested in that, you could check out the webpage, which is thebigbmethod.com because it does require practice. Whether it's with me or another NVC trainer, there are many, many very talented NVC trainers all over the world. And I actually recommend dabble in your training with lots of different folks different people have different styles with it but very necessary if you really want to see it come to life so those are the common pain points one thing about that so if you're experiencing any of these things just honor it know you're on the right track you are you're on the right track and we're excited to have you on this journey with us and If you want to call our Empathy Warm Line, the number is 850-706-0488. And hopefully one day I won't have to look at a tiny post-it note to (laughs) tell you that. Bye, all. You've been listening to It's All About Connection, NVC with Dr. B. For more episodes and guest bios, please visit us at www.thebigbmethod.com That's www.thebigbiemethod.com
And remember, empathy first.